0: we are taking a break this week from the one Peter series. I've called this morning's message, Doing Summer Well and Catching the Autumn Wave. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1. For everything there's a season and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what's planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up Now, we serve the God who created the seasons. God in his wisdom, if you go back to the creation story, you discover that God created seasons. And I don't know about you personally, I find just the natural seasons an amazing blessing. Whenever autumn comes, I'm ready for it. It's like, yeah, enough of all that hot, sticky stuff. Let's get the jumpers out, you know? And that sort of thing. And then, and then by the time you have had sort of, sort of nine months of grey skies... And the sun comes. I mean, yeah, I'm ready for this. You know, I love the, the wisdom of the wisdom of God in the various seasons. And obviously, there's a lot more to it than weather, especially in agricultural societies, is the whole cycle. But we serve the God of seasons, and we're seasonal creatures, aren't we? We go through seasons personally. Seasons of excitement, lots is happening. Seasons of why won't something happen? Yeah. Seasons of answered prayer. Seasons of man. I need some prayers to be answered because I've been going at it for months and nothing's happening. Seasons of confusion. You think, why is, what, what, how, what is going on? And then seasons of clarity, it all comes together. And you see God's hand, you think, ah, yeah. You know those seasons? We all experience that. We experience corporate seasons as a nation. We go through seasons, seasons of political kind of credit crunch and all of that. It's something we're going through as a nation. Maybe in your workplace. You go through a season where sales aren't so good or whatever. It's looking a bit tricky. People being laid off. There's nervousness in the workplace. It's a season. In your class, maybe, at uni, you start up and everyone's new. It's fresh. It's a fresh season. And then a few months in, it's not so fresh anymore. Because family seasons. Maybe you lose someone. Or maybe there's a divorce. Or maybe there's a difficulty. And you go for a time when it's, where's this going to go? And then you come through it. Life is full of seasons. And then, like I said earlier, the, the natural seasons as well. S- spring, summer autumn and winter now these next six weeks or so we're going to really see a collision of two seasons a natural season really where we're coming to the height of summer but also church in august season now if you've been around a church in a city for a while you'll understand that church in august if you're an urban church is kind of different it just goes a bit kind of floppy it just goes a bit loose and a bit kind of, it just feels there's less structure, for example, in August, there will be two Sundays where we have no official church meeting here on a Sunday, the third, we've got the thing at Highgate and Parliament Hill, if we can all work out where to meet for the coffee, we'll, we'll, we'll do that on the third next week, and then the 24th, obviously, there's the guys weekend away, so um, we won't put the women through the chores of setting up here and having a women's meeting here, so I'm sure they'll, they'll think of something, maybe just do nothing or get together, who knows, but... So it's different. There's less structure. There's no Alpha course during August. There's no Beta course. There's no missionary training. There's no Introducing Revelation Church. The the things that we often have going on in the church diary kind of slow down. And in my observation, the summer and church in August can be a season of spiritual neglect. Some people love structure. It really helps them in terms of their relationship with God. Church structure really helps them. Other people are not so dependent on it, but I find that some people over summer struggle to maintain some discipline with the Lord, to maintain a sense of just um, moving forward with Jesus, if you like. It can be a season where it just all feels so loose, not just in terms of structure, but spiritually. And I want to help you this morning to do summer well. Does that sound good? I did a do Christmas well in December, I did a do summer well. It probably happened every year. Because it, it, it... as a pastor, as a, you know, you feel God's heart and God's shepherd heart. And I know the devil doesn't take August off. You know that. <gasps> it's funny, but it's true. And so we don't, although you want to make the max out of what summer is, you want to really make the most of it. At the same time, you need to keep your guard up. And I just want to walk you through that for a few minutes and then speak into autumn as a result of that. Proverbs 10 verse 5 says this, He who gathers in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who brings shame. I'll read that again. He who gathers in summer is a prudent son, but he who sleeps in harvest is a son who brings shame. Summer should be a time of ingathering. That works in an agricultural scene, but I believe there's a spiritual application. The summer is an amazing opportunity to take stock to just slow down a bit and reflect. Where am I at? How am I doing? Not so that you get all introspective and wound up on yourself, but just so that you stop and ask the questions. Some people are very reflective people. Some people aren't. I'm going to do a little survey now. Who would say that they are a reflective person? Their default mode is to think, how am I doing? Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Who would say, no, not me. I have to be, have to be helped on that front. Okay, wow, That's. Surpri- I thought it would be the other way around. I'm going to change my sermon. I've done one of my irrelevant sermons again. Oh, great. No, it's fine. I think it'll work. It's the Bible, it should. I would say that over these over these next six weeks, I would encourage you, if you're asking what should I be doing? Gather. Gather to yourself good stuff. Resource yourself. Because the autumn's going to be mental. I want to warn you now. It will be fun, but it will be mad. If you're in Revelation Church anyway, if you're just a guest, you might be alright. But (laughs) it's going to be full on. So gather to yourself. Resource yourself. Read good books that will do you good. If you've never read Terry Virgo's God's lavish grace read it that's an amazing book I tried to order ten of them online recently they didn't have them in stock I was going to try and get them and sell, well, kind of sell give them away this morning because I just I feel one of the things we need to keep preaching is grace people need to get it because when you get grace you love Jesus get good books about Jesus and read them don't just read nonsense over the summer it's ok to read a bit but make your diet good you know Get some good theology in you. Get built up, please. No one's going to be doing that for you in the sense sense there'll be less preaching and things to go to with structure. So please, I would ask you to take responsibility for your diet spiritually and gather to yourself. Feed yourself. The Bible study's over there. Stick three quid in the offering and take one and work through it over the summer. There's so many people, they get into the paralysis of analysis with the Bible. They say, it's just so big, I don't know where to start. And I was saying that four months ago. And I haven't done it because it's just too big. That's what the Bible studies are there for. That's why I bought them so that we, so you could use them. It will help you to work through and it will just be a way of feeding yourself. Some people say, well, like, yeah, it's just this, I try, but it's not exactly exhilarating. How many meals can you remember that you've eaten in your life? How many specific meals at specific times, if I should tell me, how many could you remember? Those of you who are real connoisseurs, they must remember one. Okay, those who are real connoisseurs might be able to list maybe 25, 30 particular meals at particular times. But if you'd only ever eaten 25 or 30 meals, you wouldn't be looking too good. There are many other meals you eat that are not very dramatic, but they do you the world of good. Okay, so if you're looking for a new Pentecost every time you read the Bible, forget it. Okay, it's not going to happen. There will be those moments, but just eat. Yeah. Otherwise, what you will discover is is that your spiritual health will begin to decline. It will. I wish it wasn't that way, but it is that way. So gather to yourself. Read. What else? Download sermons. If you wanted to join this church, you haven't been around long, we've got sermons for the last six months on on our website. Download them. Get a feel for what the church is about, where we stand on certain things, that all the titles are there. Listen to them on your iPod on the way to work. Feed yourself. Feed yourself, please do it. Download other great preachers, John Piper, Mark Driscoll, these guys that are just kind of international ministry amazing preachers that would just knock your socks off. Google their names, find their websites, download the sermons. Please do it. And so many people say, Well I don't but I couldn't find I couldn't find their website. you just google their name that's all you do you just google their name it's like you know it's funny isn't it when people want chocolate they manage to find it it's like but when they go after a sermon website I just couldn't do it I just I didn't know what the website was I prayed and the Lord didn't tell me just google it make the effort Make the effort to feed yourself, to do yourself good, to build yourself up. Take responsibility for yourself. Yeah, What, what it saying, Jude? Build yourself up in your most holy faith. Build yourself up. It's very important. It's very, very important. It's come from a pastoral heart. I'm not being horrible, but I'm just trying to say, come on. Um, what else? Take initiative in getting your mates from church together with the other mates and just doing something fun. If, you can't, if you're not able to go on holiday this summer, no problem. Take a good day out somewhere. Just go for a nice day out somewhere. Enjoy God's creation. Jump on a train. Go somewhere. Go to the beach for the day. Get some mates together. Do good things. Max it out. Enjoy. Enjoy the sun while it's here. Yeah? Do these things. It's good for you. Just take responsibility for yourself and where you're at. Don't get into the poor old meats. Don't get into self-pity. Do good things. Enjoy life to the full. That's what Jesus has given us life for, yeah? Take initiative. Email people around and say, who want new fans is doing this? Take a risk and go for it. Max out the summer so that when we come to the autumn, you're resourced, you're refreshed, you're ready to go. Yeah? Because we're going really, to really kick off. It's going to be massive. I believe that we will grow significantly again over the autumn. I just want to say that. About, I'm not hyping things up. I'm just wanting to prepare you. I think there will be another big wave of growth. September, October, November. Um, and I want you to be ready for that. Because um, it will be your hands to the pump again. And you might say, I've only been here two months. Yep, you're, you're one of the oldies, if you've been here two months. All right, we're a new church, we're a young church, we're a youth club, okay? We, we're getting away in disguise. We're, youth, we're, we're a youth club in disguise. Pretending we're a church, really we're just a youth club. Don't tell anyone, okay? <laughs> but yeah, if you've been here a few months, you're one of the veterans, all right? Just get involved, because we need to all hands sort of pump, because we want to draw people in, we want to see people more nurtured, established in Christ, strengthened in the faith, amen? amen? So we have a responsibility to do that together and to work together and roll our sleeves up and to get involved. I was in Dublin a couple of weeks ago um, with a team bringing the gospel to that city and one of the people in that team had a word for me. She said, I've had a picture for you. She said, it sounds a bit funny, but I saw you as a pirate on this pirate ship <laughs> and you were at the helm and, and you were facing some serious waves coming your way, but you were laughing. Now, as soon as she said that, I, I thought, okay, I think this is what she's about to say is going to be from God because when people say to me when I'm out and about, as, as your church going, often say, I say, it's but we're a real motley crew." Sorry. And I include myself in that. I say, we're a real motley crew. I said don't know how we're getting away with it. God's just with us, you know. Um, <laughs> I and mean, it's just cause of the grace of God, isn't it? I love you all. Don't take that in a negative way. It's just, I just think we are. And uh, <laughs> so she brought that and I'm thinking, yeah, all right, yeah I, I can see that. She said, but I'm reminded of this story in Acts. And here's, here's the story. Listen to this. In those days when the disciples were increasing in number, praise God, This time last year there were about 30 of us, now there's 70 plus, that's great, we're increasing in number. A complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were being neglected in the daily distribution. And the 12 summoned the full number of the disciples and said, It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God. To serve tables. Therefore, brothers, pick out from among you seven men of good repute, full of the Spirit and of wisdom, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. And what they said pleased the whole gathering. They chose Stephen, a man full of faith in the Holy Spirit, Philip, Prochorus Nicanor, Timon, Parmenus Nicolaus. Um, a proselyte of Antioch they set before these men the, the apostles and they prayed they laid their hands on them and the word of God listen as a result of this the word of God continued to increase and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and in many, uh, a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith She said to me, I believe it's a season, though. You're going to be able to laugh at these waves and face them and go forward because I believe it's a time where you need to get some guys around you like this that are going to start to shoulder things with you. Um, Now, it was interesting that she'd said this because about a month or two weeks maybe before her prophesying this, I'd approached five guys in the church and said, I want you for the next year to just shoulder things with me a bit more. Um, it's getting to the point now where when you first start a church and there's 12 adults you can just do you can do a one man band you can just make things happen you do everything and I guess the point is you grow you start realising this is getting ridiculous now you know I mean it, it's just I'm going to become a bottleneck in terms of what God wants to do in terms of the growth because I'm trying to do everything so I just want some guys so so um, I've been meeting with um, for about a year and a half I've been meeting with Dean Richard and Hazia um, and then last September we drew, I drew Dave Manson Foxy into that and we meet fortnightly um, Starbucks King's Cross 6.30 in the morning and uh, they the Starbucks five. and uh, <laughs> what we do is we just do a lot of accountability transparency I'm, on, I'm under the spotlight as much as they are We're just what you're struggling with you know sharpening one another up and just working through various other things just encouraging one another we drink coffee we laugh a lot and also we talk about the church and dream a bit and talk about various things and just so uh, two weeks I think it was before this woman had this word for me I approached these guys I said look I said I want you guys for the next year we'll review it after a year it's just we're at a place where I need some guys to just shoulder some things with me and really um, really take some responsibility in terms of various areas in the church so they're the five guys that I've asked I'm going to just go through what I've asked them to do in just a minute and then at the end we're going to get them up and, and pray for them okay is that cool so um now, the reason for doing this is, is, is really, I've asked them to take responsibility for certain areas of the church. Um, obviously, obviously I still carry the can. I'm not abdicating, but I've said look, in terms of hands-on stuff, there's certain things I'm really, really bad at. And a lot of you are really, really good at those things. So, why don't you take them on? And I can release you to do that, and then I can go and pray and read my Bible, and then prepare some sermons. And that, to me, sounds like a wonderful life. So, I'm trying to develop this life, which is great. And... Um, Hopefully through that we can serve the congregation that we have and make sure that we are serving you well and nurturing you well and, and, and doing you good. But also we can serve those who aren't in the congregation yet, but Jesus wants in the congregation, yeah? The lost sheep. Um, one of my strengths is, is in terms of just pushing forward. Um, it's the way I live my life, it's the way I think, I think it's just the way God's gifted me, is, is that I'm, I'm always thinking what's next. And so the more responsibilities I can kind of release in terms of day-to-day running and hands-on stuff, the more I'm released to think, What right, what are you saying now, Lord, how can we... And make sure that we don't plateau as a church. I think it would be terrible if we plateaued, stagnated. I don't think that's God's desire for us. I've always been interested from the fact that it's a river that flows from God's throne, it's not a pond. <laughs> it's a different dynamic, isn't it, between a river and a pond. A river's always moving. And God's got wheels on his throne. Have you noticed that as well? If you read Ezekiel, there's wheels on the throne. All got eyes all over them. Don't get it, but it tells me God's going somewhere. And so, I think that, I mean, I'm sure a theologian could unpack that slightly better, but let's just say God's going somewhere. And God's going places, and I want to go with him. Do you know what I mean? I want to go with him, don't you? And Jesus said, Jesus said, oh, I only do what I see the Father doing. And if what's the Father doing? And I think God's always on the move. And God doesn't have respect for necessarily um, just things that just become monuments or museums, things that, that were, they once had life but not anymore. God's always on the move, always new wine, so we're going to be constantly creating new wineskins. skins. want you to get used to it. As the church goes on, it, either we will be figuring out new wineskins to cope with the growth, okay, then we'll have a probably gap of about two weeks saying, isn't this wine skin working well, okay, then we'll probably say, actually, we need another new one, okay, the structures of a church are not holy. They're methods that help us. Okay? The holy thing is the wine. Okay? The holy thing is God's presence, the gospel, biblical truth, the Holy Spirit, the, the, you know, Jesus Christ and his wonderful salvation. These things we never, never move or move away from. We stand on those things. But because we want to see the gospel advance and the church built, and the kingdom come, we're constantly going to be throwing our structures up in the air, seeing what comes down again, so we can cope with the growth. All right. So just to prepare you for that, that's how it's going to be. Um, and if, if, the ones can, if, if the ones can serve us for too long, we know that we're not moving on anymore. Okay. So we're constantly throwing it up. Okay. So we to be secure in that. Um, but, also I would say this, just for your own security, in terms of blah, 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 you know, uh, spiritual security, I'm your pastor. As we develop, we will develop a team of elders who will be your pastors. That will come, I'm sure, within the next few years. I'm not going to play around or fiddle around with that. or, or don't, don't take that the wrong way. Okay? So, I'm your pastor. I'm spirit before God, responsible for you. I love you. Nothing's happening on that front. Unless, of course, God clearly breaks in, calls me elsewhere and provides you with a better one. Okay. <laughs> so, what are these guys, guys going to be doing? I've asked Dean to head up the Alpha. Just really run with that. He's got, the, he's got the gift isn't he? he's got the anointing is on him clearly for that and um, just to really be buzzing with come on we've got we to gotta win the loss and get them into alpha um, in, so, in, in one sense obviously he's just got such an evangelistic heart but you know so have I so have we as a church yeah so in one sense I'm kind of nervous of saying well are you responsible for the evangelism no we are yeah but specifically, when we're looking at alpha, come on, let's really make that live. Um, Richard has got loads of jobs. Um, Richard's, help, Richard's helping with the money, he's helping with the finances. Um, that is not an area of strength for me. I find it boring. Um, and, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you, okay, but it's important. Yeah? Something I'm like well, it's important, but I don't tick that that well. Richard's he's, he's amazing. He came around the other day to do a few bits. He reads the small print and everything. Okay, he's just totally perfect so he's going to be responsible for that he's going to help me come up with budgets and just make sure we're being godly diligent faithful with that so he's going to help, help me really just um, make that happen so basically he's going to just sort of give me like this spreadsheet once a month with stuff on that I understand yeah so he works with the stuff I don't and then gives me, and says, oh, I understand okay great we can make some decisions also carry on overseeing the students and also oversee the kids work and the Christ okay so any issues with the kids or the Christ what's going forward there goes to him now obviously we're always as a a, a Starbucks gang we're meeting regularly so we're talking these things together okay so you haven't got to worry it's not going to go weird but hands on stuff so you need a new puppet for the kids work he's the man okay (laughs) I'm not your man for that (laughs) hallelujah okay so Foxy I've asked Foxy to um, the youth which is obviously what we spoke about earlier she's looking to develop a youth work which means breakthrough gospel breakthrough with teenagers amen absolutely and also the music side praise just so overseeing that, looking to just take that forward and make sure we're growing bands, auditioning people, bringing people in and really glorifying God in the music side. Brother Mance, I've uh, asked him to look after um, just our whole thing with the poor and the marginalized, looking to really break into that sort of um, uh, areas of society that otherwise perhaps we, we wouldn't touch or maybe people we wouldn't know. So with the young mums thing and other stuff that we're that we're looking at. Uh, Mansi will be the man. They're also working to the community, just developing links with the community. Mansi's the man there. And also, of course, Church Social Life. Just keeping his finger on the pulse there and keeping us in a good, healthy place there. And then Hazia. I've asked Haja to be responsible for Sunday hospitality, which is basically um, door, welcome, tea, coffee, and just really bringing that under hospitality umbrella. So a real vision for, actually, this is a way that we welcome people into our... Yeah, we demonstrate hospitality to strangers through the Sunday morning thing and then also through integration, overseeing integration um, and just looking after Donna as she leads a team now on Monday nights. So that's what I'm doing. Any questions on that? Because that's really totally appropriate and valid if you have questions on that to ask that now. So it's not naughty. Yeah. So i preaching... What am I doing? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's caught me out. I was hoping I would ask that. No, I'm obviously looking at... Um, well, what well, it is. It's kind of complicated. I'll talk to you about it later. No, uh, vision, which is the whole thing of basically seeking God as what's the net? What? 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 This is where we are, but where we going? Yeah. Preaching, developing leaders. So always on the lookout for that. Basically, the way the thing works, if you, it's kind of a little bit like a pyramid in some ways. Um, obviously, leaders shoulder things. And the more leaders you have, the bigger your base is, the bigger, bigger pyramids you can build. Yeah? That's not all about just size and quantity, but here's what it is about. It's about the fact that, on the one hand, yes, we're doing well as a church. On the other hand, we're hardly scratching the surface in terms of reaching the lost. We need, there are literally multitudes of people that are hellbound, that have never even heard the true gospel, that need to hear it. Amen? And among the other churches in these areas, we want to join with them and really begin to reach and make an impact. And so. Um, we need more and more leaders because the more people that come in, the more people want to take care of them and be able to take things forward. So developing leaders. Prayer life. The prayer life of the church. Just keep the whole prayer meetings thing and just where are we at as a church in prayer? Are we growing? And um, training courses. So I'm putting a beta course together for the autumn um, and just looking at possibly doing an anger management course by, by way of some kind of outreach. Just looking at that. So just, you know, how that works. Um, obviously pastoral. Yeah, I mean, these guys, I'm trying to develop a help. Well, I mean, God's given them, but we're just looking to develop a shepherd's heart in all of them. But obviously, pastorally, I'm overseeing things as well. Is that okay? Yeah. See, I did have an answer. I have Anything else? Um, you mentioned the word elders, but you haven't explicitly used it. I that intentional, and I know it's just a word, but do you see these guys as your elders? All of, the, all of these guys, I think, could be elders one day in, in a church. Some of them may, be, may well become elders at Revelation Church. Some of them may well not. So um, I'm, I'm definitely looking to develop them as elders. There's others in the church I'm also doing that with. So basically, my policy is, is that we want to not just grow a decent church here, but plant out many other churches and also send out people to totally different churches in this country and are abroad to plant churches. So we need huge crops of elders coming through so we can do that. So I guess what it, is, what it, what it means is... It means that we learn. I guess I would describe it as a as a um, a leadership team to get us through the next year. I think people will come into that, other people, and I think some of these guys may well come out of that due to you know not no, nothing negative, but it could just be different season, things change. So it's kind of it's fluid. So um, they're not elders. It's okay. <laughs> In some ways, you could describe them as deacons. I, I, I considered whether to say, let's lay hands on them as deacons. I just thought that would be kind of weird because we haven't got elders. I think, what do the deacons do? They release the elders. So I think um, when we establish elders, we will establish deacons at the same time. From now on, we're going to have to just keep it kind of loose because we're a church plant. And, but it's a good question. Yeah. But they will be kind of, the way they serve will release me to the word of God and prayer and these other things. So it kind of works that way a bit. Anything else? Good, great questions. Okay. Now I'm just gonna, i going to. I know this is an unusual preach. It's not kind of like how I normally preach. I understand that, but I just, I, I just felt like I wanted you to be aware of where we are and where we're going. Speak about the autumn for a little bit, then we're going to pray for the guys, and we're going to sing our love songs to Jesus some more. Now, obviously. Um, the tens is a big deal the tens system in the church some of you think what the heck is that what is a tens system here's how it works very very briefly we don't have small groups so we don't at the moment have midweek bible studies midweek things where people meet in the home in a kind of set way across the church people do meet spontaneously and do stuff so we've developed this uh, the reason why we don't do small groups is because I want to uh, establish a church where people learn to go together rather than come together Okay? I think churches historically are good at coming together, but they tend to do so between four walls and the world never gets a chance to see them or meet them, and they become isolated and introspective. So I'm looking to develop a church where we go together, where we get used to just going out, pubs, clubs, bars, whatever, together, just being ourselves with our friends from church and other friends who aren't from church, and just living our Jesus lives naturally. Yeah? I think that's what the church should be going together rather than that. So that's kind of why we're, why we're going for that. But how do we care for people? Well, we have a tens leader. This person will look, up, will look after up to ten people in the church. Those ten people may never meet together, but they're all connected to this one tens leader. Okay? And um, this tens leader does three things for them. Um, he, um, he or she will care for them. So not heavy-duty pastoral stuff, but just how you doing, how's life? You know, can I pray for you about anything? We'll communicate with them. Hey, this is going, did, did you know, you know, would you, like to come, would you like to come along to it? And we'll help to see them connected in the church. Three C's, care, communication and connection. So find out, how, what do you like serving in? Can we help you to find your place serving in the church? Help you to get connected. That's what a TENS leader does. There are three things we look for in a TENS leader to qualify them. They're three C's as well. You like that? Yeah. Yes. I'm very excited about that. So, um, I wrote them down last night. Uh, we're looking for character, so a sense of just establishment in a relationship with God, consistency, godliness. We're looking for competence, so the ability to be able to do the job, and commitment to the church. sense of commitment, yeah, I'm here, I'm part of the, I'm part of the mission here, I'm part of the vision here, I'm committed to what's going on here, I'm here. So that, they're the three things that we are looking for. Now, I would just say this, um, although our TENS leaders will have all those three attributes, there will be other people in the church that have those three attributes, but that aren't TENS leaders. I want to say that because I think some people could think, well, is there something wrong with me? No one's asked me to be a TENS leader. It's not about that. There are various reasons why I may not ask certain people to be TENS leaders. Just clearing this up here, in case there are problems, there may not be, but I'll clear it up anyway. It could be availability some people which have these crazy jobs crazy careers they say I just can hardly ever be around I'm totally in but and you think no I respect that no problem could be that they're just new to the church time to bed down time to root in time to just figure out what we're about as a church could be that they have a calling or a focus that's more specialised they particularly want to give their energies to a particular ministry in the church and so they don't just really in, you know sounds a bit harsh but don't want to be taking up their time just caring for 10 or so different people they want to be focused on the kids work or focus on this or focus on that you see so we respect that and say no that's really fine we want to release you there it could be that they're very very good front door people here's what I mean some people just love meeting new people they love it and they could just meet new people all day and if you bogged them down with 10 people that, that were actually just stayed the same people it would kill that person and it would kill their 10 okay because what they're really motivated for is they just want to meet new people I don't want to love them for two or three weeks, make sure they get settled in, and then I want to meet another one. Some people are just like that. It's the way God's made them. It's not a flaw, it's a gift. And so again, I would want to release those people to just be able. Now you just keep connecting. You keep doing that. That's fine. Other people are front front door people and back door people. Some people are just back door people. Someone walks in for the first time and they hide under the table. Once they've been here for a couple of months, they just really become good friends with them. Okay, we're all different. We want to release people according to their strengths and gifts. So there's. So but if ever you think I should be a tennis leader and I haven't been asked and I want to know why, no problem. Come and ask me. Okay, that's absolutely fine. You come and ask me, I'll love you, I'll smile at you, and I'll tell you why. Okay? That's really, really cool. Because we want, we want the environment where people are up front and can just come and say things rather than start whispering, you know, grumbling, complaining. We don't do that here. It doesn't happen. You've got to be careful if you do that. The ground might open and swallow you up. Okay. Happened, it happened elsewhere in the Bible. So be careful. Be careful. So, alright, okay. In the autumn... So we're looking at starting this Young Mums thing on a local estate. We're investigating how we can reach out to prostitutes with the gospel. That's just at an investigation prayer stage, but that's where we're at with that. Um, um, we've got baptisms in October we've got some amazing guest speakers one in September one in November um, we've got I believe there will be loads of new faces we've got our alpha course starts in October we've got a beta course that starts in October I would encourage everyone who wants to to come on the beta course it's a foundations course it's, all, it's, a, it's either for new believers or those who want to just visit the foundations again we'll pray with you we'll, I mean I think some wonderful things are going to happen in terms of people growing people being re- released from um, demonic afflictions um, um, areas of darkness, um, various things that I think some Christians just limp through their life with these things, thinking that's just the way it's going to be, when well, no, not at all. And so we want to just really bring some teaching into the kingdom of God and pray for you and really see you. That's an eight week thing. We would love, whoever feels, yeah, that's me, come along, be a part of it. It's always good to revisit your foundations and hopefully a massive Christmas crescendo again you are up for that yeah that was great last year in it. we'll try and go for that again um, there'll be loads of new students and I toast that I absolutely toast that because I know God's in it God is doing something amazing around our nation in the campuses and the students and I want to catch that wave yeah they have been an absolute blessing to us as a church the way they've been committed and just given their energy and time it's just been remarkable and I want a load more keep them coming keep them coming keep them coming now on the flip side of that which might seem a little bit strange we will tone down our emphasis on student groups student lunches etc because we want to do all we can to break down this imaginary wall between students and non-students I don't think the wall is even there I think it's a nonsense to be honest with you so we're going to just act like it isn't there and just get on with loving each other yeah so we're going to tone that down because I know we're not we're, what, what's a student it's ridiculous it's just a person aren't they it's just a person but they're at university ridiculous. So we're going to max out hospitality with students, non-students, believers, those who don't currently call themselves Christians, across the board, just mix it all up and love one another. That sounds good, doesn't it? Amen. Amen. Now, I'm trying to steer clear of hype this morning. I'm avoiding promising anything beyond what I've got genuine faith for. Um, Some of these things we're just feeling our way through on and praying into. Others are more developed than in the diary. But we just submit everything that we do to God, yeah? He's the head. Jesus is the head of the church. The Bible says, commit your way to the Lord, he'll make your path straight. So we've just got an attitude of submission, serving him in all that we do. And hope, trust him in that as we do that, he will keep us from folly, he'll keep us from pride, he'll keep us from bad decisions, and he will lead us into fruitfulness. That's what I'm expecting. Now flick back to the summer for the last two minutes. Every Christian has a real enemy. These things we're planning for September are significant because they are about the kingdom of God pushing forward. There's no neutral ground. Every inch you take, you've taken back from the usurper. Okay? Every inch you take, you've taken back from Satan, who is is the prince of this world, as Jesus calls him, but all his authority is stolen through mankind's rebellion and disobedience. So everything we do to reach out more, to love one another more, to move on in our own walk with God, it's all taking ground. He's a real enemy. The Bible describes him as a prow- um, um, one that is prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. As I said earlier, he does not put his feet up during the summer. So be careful. Be alert. Be watchful. Hide away in Jesus. Keep a pure heart before the Lord, before your brothers, before your sisters. Avoid sin. Avoid even the appearance of sin. If you mess up, confess quickly and keep a short account because we're looking to take ground in the coming months so don't get caught napping yeah use the summer well resource gather it to yourself good things in refresh yourself strengthen yourself in Christ I honestly believe it's a very exciting season for us hasn't God been good to us so far God's been amazingly remarkably gracious to us and I'm just bowled over whenever we meet just see the people that God's adding in the wonderful things he's doing God has been amazingly gracious to us and I think what would be great would just be really. Sorry, Dave, could you just go and grab Haja in just a minute? I'm going to get these guys up to Starbucks Five, and we're going to just <laughs> <laughs> they're going to do a dance. And then uh, we've been practicing at Starbucks. No, not really. We're going to. I want. I want, I want us to just. I just want us to lay hands on them and pray for them. Yeah, they've got to give them wisdom. They've got to give them uh, grace, and really, it'd just be a really great year, and we'd really be able to see the church move forward in quality and in quantity as we begin to serve together and really learn how to team it. You up for that? Yeah? yeah? yeah. Amen! Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. This is going to be a very, very, very cool next few months. Okay. Before we get them up, are there any questions on anything else anyone wants to ask? I just think it's a good opportunity for, because I'm aware it's fairly practical in some ways, theological, but also practical stuff in the months ahead. Any questions on that? I want you guys to be as clear and grasping of what's going to be happening in the autumn as possible and even in the summer if you're still not clear of some things. Natalie? How is all well, this is going to be communicated the, rest of the What I'm going to do is I'm going to, send, I'm going to send a block email out which no one ever reads asking them to... Um, <laughs> asking them to read it. <laughs> hope they get that far. No. Asking them to download this sermon um, and then... Um, on October the 8th, we have our family meeting, whereby obviously some of these things would have happened by then, but some of them won't have happened by then. And um, you do what you can. Yeah. And anyone you see from the church that wasn't here today, say, You must download that sermon. It's absolutely brilliant. Even if it wasn't, just tell them that. Let them listen to it. Okay. Tell them, You need to hear the stuff that's on there. So I would just, if we just work together that as a body, it means everyone's in the loop. Um, yeah. I would say. The main way I lead this church is through preaching, right? So if you are consistently missing sermons, download them. Otherwise, you won't be quite up to speed with where we're going. Just being honest, you know. um, Any other questions? Okay, let's get the guys up there. Here they are. Look at them. Handsome bunch, are not they? (laughs) <laughs> Bless Alright. I do want to... Um, I do want to commend these men to you, genuinely. I don't want to make a big fuss and start crying and that, but I do want to commend them to you because they are good men and they care about you a lot. They really do. And they care about... Jesus' church, and um, and I just I feel like for this season, at least God has brought us together to really, really co-labor with Christ for the next season of the church. so I really want you to get behind them in your prayers. Thank God, give them wisdom and all that. And remember, if you need a new puppet for the kids' work, don't come to me. Go to Richard. All right. <laughs> if you need a new, if you need some more, I don't know, tea bags, Hayes is your man. Alright? I've released these guys into. that. Now, there's a lot more than that that they're doing. It is a show doing a lot more than that but, so I'm being lighthearted. hearted. But what I would say is, is part of us growing as a church is that you learn that you don't have to come to me for everything. Okay? That we begin to just broaden things out and widen the base of leadership. So, let's pray for these guys. Let's pray for them together, shall we? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I just want to thank you for these guys, Lord. We just thank you for them. and Lord, just thank you for the gifts you give to the church and um, I thank you, Lord. I believe that you have raised these fellows up for this next year, Lord God, to just help to shoulder things and push things through together so we can move forward as a church. And so, Lord, we just want to commission them there in the name of Jesus. I just lay hands on each one of them. I say, Lord, I pray for Richard. I pray to let him know wisdom and all you've got for him. I pray, Lord, I thank you for him. Thank you for all you've put in him. We pray for the release of gifts. We pray, Lord God, for... Just your grace to be on him, Lord God, for this next year. Really help him, Lord God, with all the things that you've given him to do. Lord, I thank you for Dave. Lord God, thank you for your hand on his life. Thank you for the gifts you've given him. Lord, we just bless and so that those things be released. Let him fan into flame, all you've put in his heart. Lord God, and really be able to run with great, um, great diligence and great effect into all that you've got for him. Lord God, we pray. Raise him up, Lord God, and use him and broaden his shoulders. We pray in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for Dean. Lord, just thank you for the gifts you've given him. Thank you for the preaching gift. Thank you for the evangelistic heart. Thank you, Lord God, for all the blessing that he is. Lord God, we just we just pray for him now in the name of Jesus. We say, Lord God, we just pray help him really really to get hold of this Alpha in such an amazing way, Lord God. We just pray your blessing, your favour to rest on that, Lord God, for the winning of many, many souls in this area. In Jesus' name. And we thank you for Foxy. Thank you for adding him to us. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing he is to so many of us. Lord, thank you for his heart and all that you're doing in his life, Lord God. And we just pray as he looks to think through this whole thing of the teenage gang, youth culture and all of that, Lord God. And then all that music and praise, I pray, give him wisdom. Let him hear from you. Let him be led by you, Lord God. And we pray, Lord God, that he'd really be able to break new ground for us as a church and for your glory in this city, I pray. Lord, thank you for Haysia, Lord. Thank you for all you've done in him. Thank you for saving him out of a totally unbelieving background. Thank you for breaking into his life, Lord God, and waking him up to you. Thank you for causing him to be born again. Lord, thank you for his people skills, his hospitable heart, Lord God, he's just a, the warmth, Lord God, that's on him, the whole fatherly thing that's just all over him, Lord. We just pray that anointing be really released, Lord God, He'd really be able to Develop us in hospitality as a church. Really help us to move forward in welcoming strangers and loving people that are here for the first time and really drawing people in, Lord. As He oversees integration and other things, give Him wisdom. Lord, let Him hear your voice, we pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Pray for us in our friendship and as a team. You'd help that, gel that, mould that together. Pray it would be a lot of fun and we'd really take some ground in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. Okay, let's get the band up. And let's worship the Lord some more. And uh, yeah, great. You've been great. Thanks for listening, guys.